Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, welcome to Marvel Movie News. Today we're talking about, uh, let's see, what's this week? Comic-Con? I think Comic-Con is this week. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the Fox Marvel TV show. We're going to talk Doctor Strange, Thor, Ragnarok. There's so much to talk about. Just sit there and watch our opening and then we'll be right back. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now... Here's Popcorn Talks. Marvel. I mean, right? Like, it somehow I'm really gets bad. both longer and more tangential. Like, it's somehow like... It, <laughs> no, it, it does it. It's like... It does not. It's a beautiful thing. That's, beautiful thing. I, I, you know, I, I, I actually thought that was... I enjoy it. I thought I was actually pretty good on I was, that one. Anyway, I was into right. it. I was into it. Uh, hey, everybody. We are the Marvel Movie News. Coming to you uh, let's, live from Asgard. Do we want to say let's Asgard? Let's from Asgard. Because, I mean, the Fox Marvel News is really big. Like, that TV show is pretty big. Uh, yeah. But there's... I can't really attach that. I, I, coming to you live from Fox Marvel Studios. Nah. That is amazing. Yeah. Asgard. Asgard. Yeah. We are the Marvel Movie News coming to you live from Asgard, where we tell you all the news from all those studios and why you should be as excited as we are. Subscribe to us on iTunes at Marvel New... At Mar- I, that's the first it's flow we've in a long time. It's the week yeah, It's the week it's, up. It's, it's okay. the week up. Okay. Uh, you, you can do no long by me. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes at Marvel Movie News or find us at youtube.com forward slash Popcorn Talk Network. You can also find us through the Popcorn Talk website, popcorntalknetwork.com. Follow us on Twitter at Marvel News PTN or at the Popcorn Talk. Also on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Marvel News Show. And guys, if you'll tweet the link out to our show with a message telling people about our live show and how they should come watch it and play with us and talk to us and everything else, Doom and the booth will retweet you. Doom is back in the booth in Latveria and is demanding tweets for being sent back. But Doom killed it in states Do- last yeah, week. No, he he, to- he he was actually in Latveria last oh, week. He? he had a, our studio oh, built. Satellite. In La- Got yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank so. God. I stole the studio, brought it to Latveria, <laughs> and did the show there. You, Good move. You, Good move. You time jumped the studio <laughs> to your sometime in your future, then time jumped it back to our past. Leave it to Doom. So we thought Typical we'd have like an OG Doom. just Matt and Coy show this week to uh, to bring yeah, us back because we, we we missed it last week. Yeah, we, we missed, missed you it. Guys. We missed it. Uh, so uh, as Coy said, uh, Coy is here. He's at C O Y J A N D R E A U. I am at the Matt Key. If you want to follow us over there, uh, and voice of Doom Zach Wilson is at that Zach Wilson. Zach is spelled Z A C H, not with a K. That is correct. Oh, thank you, Doom. That's very sweet of you. Also, we've got Colt Badeau tweeting from the Star Jammer, the official fifth chair of the Marvel Movie News. I guess it. Yeah, fifth yeah. chair is good. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, and we have Marvel's first family, the Jocks, so we got a little, yeah. little team going. Yeah. yeah, it's nice. All right. Uh, so before we start, I just want to say, uh, watch Stranger Things. Uh, yep, yeah, we were discussing. We that were right just talking show. about that. And I'm saying that it is getting... I've not seen it yet, and I know, I know. Uh, but it's getting such rave reviews. I'm going to say within the next six months, we'll get a Marvel announcement of them hiring those those fellas because Marvel's so good at being like, up-and-coming directors, yoink. Yeah. So I, I, I'm going to put money on it, but I'm going to put money on it. I, I beseech you, the listener or the watcher of the YouTube show that we do, stop what you're doing. 
right now. Like, even if you're driving in traffic, stop. Pull over. Stream Pull it. up Netflix on your phone and watch all eight hours of Stranger Things. Tell your mom to be a little I, late I know, for supper. I know we're a Marvel movie news show, but I just, I just have to do that public service because it's only eight hours and it is... So good. He compared his experience of watching it with the Doctor Strange trailer yeah. before the show. I'm just, I'm just saying. I I'm mean, just, this is Mad Key. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's good. It's very, very good. It's very. It's sorry. So okay. Doom so, also yeah. encourages you if you're enjoying Stranger Things to go watch Netflix's official after show <laughs> on uh, YouTube.com. There's our plug. There's the tangent. Or on iTunes. <laughs> that, that's bringing it back to the there show. And we're back. Uh, but honestly, what you said is dead on. Marvel, if they're smart, they will look at the the Duffer Brothers, who mm-hmm. are new. Mm-hmm. Uh, they seem like they've just recently been discovered. And hungry. Uh, and of course they're hungry, but it is so good. And it's like uh, this very nostalgic 80s Spielberg meets Stephen King horror series. And your idea was, and it's brilliant. If Marvel is smart, they will pull the Duffer Brothers in because they're already with Netflix. Right. They will pull them in to do like a Midnight Suns, Darkhold Redeemers. Late 80s, early 90s flavored Midnight like, Suns would be so sick. Like early 90s, like 92, 93 Midnight Suns, Spirits of Vengeance miniseries. Ah! Oh! Ah, what and is that's so how it relates. That's why we had to get there because Midnight so, Suns early '90s with these guys would be brilliant. I haven't seen it yet. I'm gonna watch it this week. I want one. Yeah, yes, I agree with you, Tony Stark. Um, Marvel, if you watch our show at all, please, if you take anything away from this, a thank you for doing Doctor Strange. We appreciate that. But b get the Duffer Brothers to do <laughs> Ghost Rider, Moon Knight, Spirits of Vengeance, Midnight Suns. Pl- sweet God, please do that. Okay, cool. So, all right. Moving on to the actual news. 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 All right, so the big news this week, I thought we would start with this because it'll be fun to talk about it, uh, me thinks. Uh, there is a new X-Men-based series ordered by Fox. Um, now, they we we already have uh, Fox making the David Holler, Legion. Hellfire's done. Yeah. Well, so first of all, let me, yeah, let's say that. Let's address that elephant in the room. Hellfire is no longer in development. Hellfire was going to be about the Hellfire Club. I think it was taking place in the '60s. Uh, I think it was it's following such a an cool agent idea who was infiltrating the club. Yeah, Mad Men era X Men in a time of like yeah. a, a sex club. Like that yeah. sounds so different and exciting. It's, yeah, it, I'm a I little love bummed. It. I love it. I, I'm a little bummed. I'm a little bummed. But I also get like I'm excited about the series that they announced, though. Right. So the series that they announced. Well, for, uh, let me also say Fox has made a put pilot commitment for a new X-Men series from the Burn Notice creator, Matt Nix. Mm-hmm. Uh, put pilot commitment uh, is a, a term that means they are promising to one of two things. Uh, the pilot will be made and the pilot will be aired. And it has to be aired uh, or they have to pay the creators and, and uh, other people involved like a very heavy sum. So uh, that is basically um, a stamp of validation mm-hmm. on what Fox and Marvel have seen from Matt Nix. It's basically their way of saying, you know what? This is so good. We're going to put our money where the mouth, where our mouth is. And we're going, we're going to wager that this is so good that we'll, we'll ha- we will have no problem airing the pilot and developing this as a series. Now your theory, uh, which I hadn't thought of is one of my favorite series of all. Well, wait, so wait, let me get to that. Cause okay. I haven't, I haven't actually said what this is about. It's very exciting. It's very exciting. And then I'm going to like, just turn you loose. Cause I've only read a couple, two or three issues of it. Uh, so the episode or the series, uh, as uh, reported by variety 
will focus on two ordinary parents who discover their children possess mutant powers. They are then forced to go on the run from a hostile government. The family then joins up with an underground network of mutants and must fight to survive. Uh, it's a co-production, like a legit co-production with Fox and Marvel. Um, I think with maybe with Hellfire, Marvel was like, yeah, or uh, Legion, sorry, not Hellfire. Mm -hmm. I think Marvel was maybe like, yeah, go ahead, take it, have fun with it. We, we like this idea. We give you our, our blessing. Uh, thank you for paying us the licensing fee for it. <laughs> Here's some money. Uh, but I also think that as, so as the rumor went, Fox and Marvel were talking, I think that this is them legitimately talking and legitimately working together. I think Fox is starting to see the benefit, mm -hmm. the full benefit of working with Marvel at like publicly right. and like creatively, like uh, creative collaboration. It seems to be the more Sony and Marvel talk about how great their relationship is. Fox is like, Oh, well this seems to be like, I, I feel yeah. like there's a very strong bond forming between all these separate studios and Marvel. And that's beautiful. No, I totally agree. And it's Mar it's like, it's Marvel saying you want, you want to keep the licensing. You want to distribute it. Mm -hmm. Like you want to get the lion's share of the cash. That's fine. Just, let us shape it. Sweet let us. Jesus, please let us shape it and have fun with it and, mm -hmm. and, and inform what you're doing with it because at the end of the day, that's also our name on it. Right. And it's like their you're characters. putting Marvel's I... like, like, that's showing up on whatever you show. Right. So please let us have some semblance of input. And I feel like Marvel is doing such a good job with their own stuff. They're not as greedy. They they have money. Mm -hmm. They're set. They're good. Oh, they're good. But I love the fact that they want their characters to have integrity. It shows yeah. how strong of a brand Marvel has with their characters. Absolutely. Even their characters that aren't licensed to them, they care so much that they're like, hey, have some money. Mm -hmm. Go nuts. Mm -hmm. Please just let us respect our characters because they're our babies. And that, yeah. to me, shows Marvel's about more than just money. They're about artistic integrity integrity, and, and sharing. Like, and it's a beautiful thing. don't get us wrong. Marvel is still very much about money. They're still making billions of dollars. They're still making billions of dollars, Disney. and that's still, like, their biggest goal. Like, yeah, no, I'm not saying they're, like, but, you know, becoming pacifists and going yeah, to Tibet but, and but praying. Here's, but, but here's the deal. Like, Marvel still gains a lot from these deals. Oh, absolutely. Like, they still get, like, a percentage. They still make money off of what Fox or Sony is creating. Right, right. You know, but here's here's the other thing. Like if Marvel like if Marvel sides or if Fox decides to go with Marvel mm -hmm. like in the future, like you like there were rumors last year that like Fox and Marvel were looking to do a phase four thing. Right, right. This you know? just in Matt Key confirms God, uh, Marvel no, phase four. No, that is, is not no. Yep, that and, was yep, there it is. That was on comic book movie last year <laughs> in October. That is not me. I just already confirmed it. Uh Stop it! Uh, uh, I, uh, I do not want to be a news source. I do not Confirmed want to be a rumor by mill. Matt Key. Stop it, everybody! Hashtag Koi Fancast. Hashtag confirmed by Matt Key. Key confirmations. Key, key confirms. Uh, uh, no, like that was a rumor that was last year. But like, if that's true, like this is, I think this is a good sign. Oh yeah. That maybe there are legitimate talks, and this is with like Marvel Television. They're a completely separate division from Marvel Cinematic. Right. All that being said, it seems like maybe Fox is starting to soften to the idea of maybe... Right. Hey, maybe our Fantastic Four films are awful and we need help. Please just guide us. Guide your head. Like, yeah. Can you imagine like a Phase 4 that included the Fantastic Four? I mean, and it's like, right there in the name. It's yeah. I it's, love that idea. I, I like, It'd be so great. That's and like one of my favorite ideas right now. Once is, again, is I love the idea of a fully formed Fantastic Four that are adults that are already mm -hmm. Marvel's first family. And you could totally do that with the Marvel Universe mm -hmm. setup. And Phase 4 would be a great way to be like, oh, by the way, boop, great. Yeah. Into it. One and of, like that, that could feed into the Inhumans because Inhumans were initially um, 
you know, premiered with Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Fantastic Four number 45. So, like, come on. It's I, right there. One, right of the, there. one of the fun ideas that I've tossed around a lot, just like with friends, uh, for, to bring the Fantastic Four into Phase 4, you just have them be from the 50s, be Mar- the true Marvel's first family, and they've been lost in space oh my for God. all this time. <laughs> and they show oh up post Infinity so War awesome. going, What happened here? What is this world we have fallen into? I love that idea. And, and then and then they still have like the nineteen fifties nuclear family values. Right. Like they wouldn't understand why everyone's so messed up. I love that idea. And they I mean, if they're gonna be people that have these amazing powers, why not have them trapped in time? That's perfect. Oh dude. Doom. Why don't you write the Doom. movie that they haven't made? Doom, go write that movie right now. All right, I'll leave you two alone. Yeah, <laughs> leave, leave the booth. Just put it on a wide. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's a great, great idea. idea. All right, so uh, going back to the Fox Marvel TV show, uh, you here's, here's what I think they're going to do. Um, Generation X. Now, that is and one that, of my And this is where I want to just be like, uh, here's the grenade. Uh, Koi explode. Okay, so Generation X is an amazing series that Chris Pacello drew beautifully in the 90s. It was probably the most 90s flavored series. We even got an really amazing is. Generation X pilot that aired on Fox once. And you can find on VHS somewhere, I'm sure. Now, this pilot could be something really special because it allows a parallel X-Men universe while still existing within the X-Men universe. It allows us to have a separate differently flavored world that still could coincide with X-Men because it's Emma Frost school. So we could have all the X-Men that wouldn't mm-hmm. work can- can- like in canon with mm-hmm. the major cinema universe. You could have all the characters we want to see, but it would be a little side project. Now, Generation X is super wonky. It's very oh, it's, fun. It's it's so surreal. Out there. It is so out the there. The art is the artist who's doing Doctor Strange right now, and it he's had yeah, this... Yeah, and I love him. Oh, like, he's brilliant. He's killing. He's had this surrealist like, style so his, whole, his whole career, and now imagine X-Men through that perspective you've got characters like uh chamber who when he manifested his powers half of his face blew off and now his upper chest and and lower face is one psionic fire orb that he he just speaks through in your head so i would love to see and i've said this before in the show because chamber's one of my favorites i would love to see robert pattinson get the chance to actually show how good he is not in a twilight movie because that dude can act if you there's a movie with him and guy pierce where he somehow outshone guy pierce and that blew me away whoa Uh, it's it's called the rover and it's an indie australian film and literally the whole time you're like can we get rid of Guy Pierce and Pattinson come back? And it's brilliant. And that's saying a lot, because Guy Pierce wow. is brilliant. Guy Pierce is amazing. Pattinson just like handles that movie. So I would love to have uh actors that wouldn't necessarily want to be tied into these larger projects be able to pop in and do that kind of thing. So Pattinson is chamber would be great. Uh it's got Emma Frost who we could now use properly. Uh I if they go with a age appropriate Emma Frost, I'd love Rosamund Pike. Uh, from Gone Girl because she has the cold calculating this. But do you think being... that she would do television? Like she seems like she's more of a cinematic she, actress. That Marvel money dough. I mean, if Not they true. invest in this, I'd love Rosamund Pike to be Emma Frost because she's yeah. cold. She's calculating yeah. herself. No, so she that, would be. She would something be to her dead to on. Watch her. Like, she would be dead on. You could have Jubilee in it and do Jubilee right. You could have the, even the actors from the movie oh actually get some time like, to. And, and, and what's that's what's amazing about that is that Lana Condor actually was great as Jubilee. Right, right. Like, she was great <laughs> Whenever casting, they let her talk. And she had all of, like, three lines in that film. Right. Like, and, and, and honest, here, here's, okay, I am not the biggest Jubilee fan. Okay. I'm just not. 
I don't I don't discount people who are. Mm-hmm. I have quite a few friends who are, are massive Jubilee fans. I, she's just not my flavor, and that's okay. But I would watch the hell out of a movie with Jubilee in a mall. Oh yeah, absolutely. And how they didn't have that scene. And in how the they movie. didn't have that, like they filmed it, man. Like <laughs> they filmed them all. I, I would watch I would watch Jubilee in the mall with like two or three other like X like X Men girls, like right. X girls, and that would be an amazing film. Mm-hmm. I would I would watch the hell out of that. Well, the nineties is such a great time right now because it's nostalgic but also still relevant. So having a nineties yeah. flavored show set within the Marvel X Men universe would yeah. be so much fun. And most importantly of all, it has a really diverse cast of mutants. Yeah. Half the mutants are are races that don't get enough credit and enough roles in film and TV. And we'd actually get a, a Mexican American actor to play skin. We'd actually get Mondo's like a Samoan if I remember correctly. We could actually have actors that deserve to have heroes that you identify with. Like the Ghostbusters came out this week. I enjoyed it more than I expected to. Same and here. Same I here. also am enjoying the pictures that that famous picture of that little girl like looking at the girls. Oh my god! That image is seared oh into my, my brain. It's seared into it's my head. Beautiful. I, I think it was Alan. Kiss- Sorry. I, uh, keep keep your point. I yeah. think Alan Kisser made uh, you know a friend of the show uh, made a great point on his Facebook. That's where I saw it was on his Facebook feed, and he said something like, "Tell me how inclusion is not important." Now. Right. Right. And it's like, yeah, that little girl like is seeing. An older, like right. an older woman in a comedy in a main role that's traditionally for men, and she's just like mesmerized. And that's she's like, what I yeah. want Generation X to be. That's yeah. what I want. We've got an an actress in her forties playing a a headmistress that is a sex symbol. A, a woman mm-hmm. in her forties playing a sex symbol that should be a thing on a major show. We mm-hmm. have you know this really racially diverse cast that are all like, hey, we feel really different. Accept us. Like that's something we need. We need heroes that are as diverse as the country is, and that is what I love about the Spider Man cast. Mm-hmm. And this is a very SJW crazy tangent. People will give crap for, but I think it, it's long overdue and i think generation x if marvel and fox are teaming up as strong as they seem to be this is the opportunity to get rid of all that upset flavor from iron fist and all those things that are because these characters Mm -hmm. are canon those Mm -hmm. races and it's time Mm -hmm. so i want that and i think generation x is the way to do it and that was my very long tangent about my love generation x the question Uh, i have for you guys is with this show who is going to be in charge of the creative because like we know in the sony deal They've turned over creative control to Feige and Marvel. Mm-hmm. But uh, Fox, if, if we're just talking about what's on TV right now, not the best track record <laughs> with comic book-based television. That's totally fair. Um, hopefully some of the Netflix people. Hopefully some of the showrunners on Netflix can maybe get some... Cause well, Matt Nix is going to be the showrunner on it. Not, yeah, not showrunner, but creative consultant. Yeah. I'm hoping there's someone that's creative involved in the Netflix show can be creative involved you know, across yeah. the way. Um, I, I know that it's a, it's a co-production with, between Fox and Marvel Television with uh, Brian Singer, Lauren Schuler, Donner, Simon Kinberg, and Jeff Loeb all acting as executive producers. Um, and that's that's all I got. With Matt Nix also, right, obviously. Right. But like, um, I, you know, I don't know. I But, you know, Jeff, Lo- Jeff Loeb like had a quote where he said, Marvel Television is thrilled to be co-producing with 20th Century Fox on our first project. Mm-hmm. So like... It's definitely a... Like, I mean, like, because Fox is like, I mean, they've got Legion, Mm -hmm. but for him to say that this is their first project, that to me says Fox took Legion and ran with it. Right. And Marvel was like, yeah, 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 it's it's fine. Give us whatever licensing fee you owe us or whatever else. But this seems like a true collaborative effort. But this seems like it's a true collaborative effort, which is exciting to me because it could be a sign of 
things that are coming. Right, I agree. And I think a great way to test it is with a pilot, because that's, you know, X dollars versus X millions of dollars. Like, yeah. you know, it's it's a smaller risk, and if it goes well, then that could lead to bigger and bigger things, like we're talking sure. about Phase 4. Sure, yeah. So I, this is probably the most exciting actual tangible bit of evidence we have of these rumors that have been going on for 10 years like yeah. this seems to be the maybe the seeds of it working yeah so uh jeff Loeb's quote says uh matt meaning matt nicks the writer uh showrunner matt's a huge fan of the x-men and his take on x-men with its ritz characters and high stakes adventures is exactly the show that we want on fox yeah it's a great team of creative producers who will be making something entirely unique i mean obviously there's like pr speak in there and stuff like oh, that yeah, but but I don't know. Like I'm, I, I, I still like, I have faith with it. You know, I, I'm I have faith in it. it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. All right. Cool. Well, uh, you re- you ready to move on to some Thor Ragnarok news? Let's. I think uh, I think Generation X has the hope to be what we've all wanted an X Men Marvel collaboration to be. Yeah. Skibidi bop ba da bop boop. Uh, all right. So uh, this week uh, we had Taika Waititi. Uh, the direct and by the way, before our show, you were talking about what uh, dude hunt, uh, for, the wilder hunt for the wilder people. Anyone that watched me on movie fights knows that I pitched Deadpool because I had to. He's my boy. But as far as movies this year, uh, I think Civil War and Deadpool are in their own little category because those are movies I've been waiting since I was born to see. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, but I think that as far as best movies of the year, Swiss Army Man and Hunt for the Wilder People will be movies that I will think of the rest of my life. The imagery in both of those films, the, the the feelings those movies gave you is like nothing I've experienced recently. And I really think that Hunt for the Wilder People, if, if Thor is anything like the heart and the soul and the weird that mm-hmm. movie brought, then we're in a great way for Phase mm-hmm. 3 because... I, I can't even describe that movie. Like, I can't Hunt even... Hunt for the Wilder People? Yeah, it's so... It's like looking at a painting, and then as you're looking at the painting, having nostalgic emotions about experiences you've never had. Huh. And that's the movie. Like, you're you're experiencing a journey you'll never go on, but the whole time you're like, this feels familiar. It's like when you're watching E.T. as a kid. You're yeah. like, that's something I know, but an alien's here. It's that. It's your, You're having this experience. Well, that's also like Stranger Things. Like, we, like it's that. Like, it's, it's perfectly pulling at the nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hunt for Wilder People set in New Zealand. I have no nostalgia for New Zealand. But it somehow just has the right heartstrings wow. to make you feel things you've never actually experienced. And the imagery is so dreamlike and amazing, and the acting is so good. And and Thor is in great hands. I loved where the uh, what's the darkness, what we do in the shadows. What we do in the shadows. Yeah. I loved that movie, but I wasn't sure because of its documentary style how that would translate. Sure, this is more of a narrative, and it it was beautiful. And I'm so excited, so wow. excited. Top five of the year, easily for you, for me, the Wilder People. Very excited. Wow. High, it's some high praise. Yeah, because I've seen 60-some movies this year. Wow. You are, a, you are a movie fan. I am, yeah. You're I'm a movie fan. Three that's or four okay. a week. It's, it's okay. a problem. I that's love okay. it. Uh, but now i got to watch Stranger Things. I'll cut back this week, dive in. Yeah. It, you'll thank me. You'll, you'll, like, stay up until, like, 6 in the morning watching it and be like, Matt Key, what have you done? Just when I need Leslie. Uh, by the way, I just want to point out that uh, at I am the night 52, I am vengeance, uh, tweeted at us saying, Stranger Things now loading. Thanks. <laughs> yes. Excellent. So you're... I am Vengeance. You're welcome, and thank you. Uh, all right, so take about TT. Talk about Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, Tessa Thompson is um, she doesn't look like the traditional Valkyrie from the comics. If we can, if we can see a picture of her real quick, um, and I think that maybe that has caused. I don't want to say an uproar, but I'm sure that there are some like very diehard Marvel fans who are like, "Wait, she's not. She doesn't look like Valkyrie. She's not. Right. She's not white and blonde." And there's a place where that I get that. I get that argument and and that frustration. Uh, But 
I also think that we we absolutely have to start making room for right. you know different ethnicities and different like genders and stuff like that. We've got to start swapping that stuff more. Like the Tilda Swinton ancient one. Mm-hmm. That's I'm happy with that. You know, I'm happy with that. And that's your boy. And well, I mean, well, if they're Shrine, in that yeah, camp, but, that world, yeah. Um, but so I I just want to read you this quote from uh uh Take a Watiti. It's a bit of a long one, so bear with me, but. Uh, he says, right from the start, we wanted to diversify the cast, and it is hard when you are working with Vikings. You want to be more inclusive and provide a broader representation. And at that point, you have to look at the source material as a very loose inspiration. And then take it from there and go with your gut. Say, you know what? None of that stuff matters. Just because the character was blonde and white in the comic book, that doesn't matter. That's not what Valkyrie is about, and people forget that. Now, diehard fans will say... That's not really authentic to the comics, but as soon as they watch the movie and they're involved in the story and actually what's happening, everybody forgets. The fact that we even have to keep having this conversation is ridiculous because we keep forgetting. Unless it's the topic of the film, it shouldn't even be, why do we even care? I think the story is the king and you want the best person for the job and Tessa tested against it. We cast a very broad net and Tess was the best person. So the best part of that quote for me, I love all the quote. The yeah. very last line for me is the fact they read so many people and mm-hmm. she was the she best. She was the best. That is what matters. Yeah. Like in casting, I just want the best actors for the role. I don't yeah. care what they look like. If they if they fit the character, if there's nothing about them that betrays the character, yeah. and they're the best actor. Yeah. Done. Why not? Why not? Who cares? Like yeah. change it up. Right. Change it up. Like I'm pro- we're probably gonna watch this and be like, oh my god, Valkyrie was incredible. Did you saw Creed? I, no, dude, I'm excited because I, of Creed. Like, I, can't even I haven't seen her in anything Creed. else, but like, I can't even, like she was just so, so good in Creed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on board. I'm on board, and I, 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 I hope that a lot of other people. Five are Five minutes with into it. her in Creed, I was like, I want to know what she's doing next, and then I found yeah. Thor, and I was like, I'm very excited. Like, I'm it's, very excited it's for just, Thor. It's easier for me to watch a movie because I'm already seeing Thor. Like, yeah, I just, I'm so. I think that this is a great choice because. I couldn't think of anyone for Valkyrie that I'd be more excited for. And yeah. that's great. Yeah. Like she's it because she deserved it. So I want to, uh, he, he was then asked how, how he thought they were able to get such an impressive cast. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, the thing, the things that they want to do is very high quality and they tell good stories talking about Marvel. That's the main thing. That's why I got involved with them as well. At the heart of it, they want to tell good stories and that's what I'm about as well. And so now he's talking about they, the cast, like Kate Blanchett, Jeff Goldblum, Along with Marvel. They know that Marvel tells good stories and they as actors want to tell good stories. So he's saying they want to tell good stories and that's what I'm about as well. I'm not about explosions and the like. I like that stuff. I think it's fun to do. But it's not why I became a filmmaker. The thing I love is character and story. Mm -hmm. Like just like hearing that on top of Wilder People. Yeah. he's. I'm I'm sorry. Like Thor Ragnarok is like... I was initially like, eh, it's a Thor movie, whatever. Like well, they haven't they haven't had the best like, success. What like, is this? Because when we heard the first breakdown, it was like, ah, oh, yes, cosmic road trip movie. That's out. What? What? And then they're like, we're gonna bring in uh, the director of what what we do in the shadows. And I was like, what? What? What are you doing? And like with all the rumors around it, like the cosmic road trip, like Thor being cast out of Asgard, Thor fighting Hulk, then the like on with the Grandmaster who is Jeff Goldblum. Like, what are you? What I what? I'm so bewildered. The more I'm into it. Yeah, like I'm so bewildered by what weird nonsense they're doing. I cannot wait for this film. This is this is the movie I feel like I have no idea. Like like Doctor Strange, I know I'm gonna enjoy it. Like I, but I have a I have a good idea what I'm gonna see. Yeah, and like even Ant Man and the Wasp, like my most anticipated in the next few years. I know what I'm gonna see more or less. I have no idea 
what Thor Ragnarok is going to look like. I totally agree. Uh, when I went into Deadpool, I was like, they're either going to get this right or wrong. I knew it was one way or the other. With Thor Ragnarok, I'm literally going like, I don't know how this director can make the movie described because I don't know what the movie described is. Like, I yeah. literally can't exemplify but what's like, going to happen. But in the best way. Oh, like, that, like, that's 100%. not a knock against no. it at all. It's just like, we, uh, huh? And you don't get that a lot anymore. Yeah. Like, like I said, Hunt for the Wild People, super original. Mm-hmm. I haven't experienced that in mm-hmm. a long time. So I'm really excited to watch a movie that I won't feel like I've seen a hundred times. Mm-hmm. And it's a Thor movie? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I, like, that's the thing. Like, one of the reasons, like, I felt like bef- when they were going back and forth on Joaquin Phoenix and Benedict Cumberbatch, mm-hmm. like, one of the positives for me for Joaquin was, I don't know what I'm going to get with him. Right. Like, he's such a wild, like, oh, loose yeah. cannon of an actor. Like, I have no idea. Like, what and whatever he gives me, I'm probably gonna love right but like i have no idea what I'm, like with benedict i more or less know what i'm gonna get right. and i'm gonna love it i'm not knocking that i know but i have a better idea of like oh i know what i'm getting with benedict cumberbatch and then like you know you see the trailer and you hear his voice and you're right, just like right. oh that oh that is exactly even? what i wanted and even better than what i expected but like uh and i'm excited for that but with joaquin one of the positives that he had was i have no idea what to expect from him i have this beautiful image of thor ragnarok like in my head as ralph steadman art of uh, fear and loathing in las vegas and thor is hunter s thompson and dr gonzo is hulk and then in the back seat is bruce banner and they're driving down the rainbow road and it's amazing <laughs> that's what i that's what i picture i, think draw that, I picture please. just acid dreams of hunter s thompson like it's just it's just so wonky that my brain goes there and i yeah. haven't had like hunter s thompson thoughts of the superhero movie no like, but I, you're right like like my picture is like some like weird acid trip with like hulk and thor holding hands tripping through space jeff goldblum like like, narrating well like jeff goldblum behind them with a whip going fight for me fight for me or just shirtless and like you know like i just want all this weirdness yeah i i I, i'm i'm so on board i'm so on board yeah i haven't been this excited for a thor movie yet and thor was one of the first phase one films and just hearing the fact they're making a thor movie i was like that's really exciting this is more than that for me yeah i'm actually more excited for this one than i have been for any of the others yeah i i agree I agree. And Loki's been killing it. Now he doesn't have to rely on just Tom Hiddleston's term. Mm-hmm. It's all of this plus Tom Hiddleston. Well, I think a, that, is that a let's, good let's, segue? That's a good segue, sir. Uh, Hiddleston actually teases a f- some fight scenes uh, and and such. Uh, he said, let's see here. Uh, Taika Waititi is brilliant, and his vision for his Thor film is so full of wit and humor and drama. He's really been so attentive over the screenplay. I'm so excited. It's a hell of a cast. It's got quite a lineup. So... Um, he's got that. Mm-hmm. He also said that he, I don't have the quote pulled, but he said he had a fight scene on set and that Hulk and, uh, uh, Hemsworth were there. Thor were both there on set, but then he was like, but that doesn't mean I was fighting with them necessarily. <laughs> um, have and- you been following his Mark Ruffalo's Instagram? No, it's brilliant. He's, yeah, it literally. There's one with him and like these giant. Oh, hands. I've seen the picture. Just, I haven't yeah, seen the video. A, his whole Instagram is just him on set, and there's one with him and dots all over his face, just like talking boredly. Oh, dude, like it's... whatever for whatever reason, uh, Taika Waititi and this whole crew is having so much fun with backstage antics. Like, well, I mean, look how fun the movies are. There's no way that's a boring set. Like those yeah. movies come out that energetic. There's no way they're like, all right, let's go action. Right. Yeah, like, like I feel like they're all having a blast, and I feel like Taika Waititi is like playing. Yeah, it feels like he's not directing them so much as he's playing with them with two hundred million dollars. Yeah, like he's just here's all this money behind me. Make weird. Yeah, let's ha- let's make some really fun weird stuff with like some incredible narrative. And why not go that it? way? Yeah. Because Thor is such a wonky character, and we've had two movies that weren't quite right, 
And yeah. they, I mean, I'm not knocking either one of them. They're they're movies that are good and worth watching, yeah, but they're they not fun. quite right. Yeah. And this could be let's why not go left field? Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Let's go left. So I, I'm turning right. Let's go left. Let's do it. I'm excited. It's gonna be tricky. It's a trickier turn to make. Oh, absolutely. But I'm excited for the left and turn. If you yeah. see Thor uh, Helmsworth's back in crazy Thor shape, I'm on Instagram yeah. is my whole. I love like uh, these guys on Instagram. So. Yeah. Just him doing like kung fu, just all thored out like. But him Hemsworth in Ghostbusters was great. Dude, so good. He was so good. So at that. much fun. He is the Kevin, glasses bit. So dumb. I'd never thought I'd find that funny more than once, and it kept happening. Yeah, and it was brilliant. All right, let's not spoil it for people who haven't seen it. Uh, Carl Urban uh, talked uh, talked to a couple different sources this week. Uh, he says uh, so. For those who have forgotten uh, who Carl Urban is, he played uh, um, uh, Eomer and. Uh, uh, Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. trilogy, and he plays Bones in Star Trek uh, Beyond. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is him, and uh, I, I chose uh, I chose him from Lord of the Rings because I, mean, I the felt hair like it was more sense. appropriate yeah. for Thor. He's also Dread, which is comic related, which might be a good reference. Also, for also. I totally forgot he was in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> really? <laughs> Look at that mane, man. Uh, he's bald and Thor. Oh, because he is Scourge, the executioner. Oh yeah, so that, yeah, yeah. Sense. So uh, uh, do my yeah. There we go. He's uh, he's this dude, right? I totally yeah. Like how? And by the way, the fact that they have this dude in a in a Thor, like I'm so excited. They've brought in the executioner, and I have a theory that they're not doing the enchantress uh, partially because Scarlet Witch. Uh, partially Scarlet Witch, but partially also because Suicide Squad has Enchantress. I don't oh. think they want to have two Enchantresses. Yeah, the name. So I think Kate Blanchett as Hela is filling the role as Hela, but also taking on some Enchantress. That would make some sense. Story points. Yep, two Enchantresses within two years. A little tricky. Exactly. So, but like, I think this picture, like, if you if you took Enchantress out and put Kate Blanchett in <laughs> as Hela, mm-hmm. I think that is probably what we're going to get with Hela. Into it. Is is her like because executioner has a big thing for enchantress like he's like her kind of like right hand man right a uh, bit of a lap dog in some ways like very much in love with her but it's very unrequited that kind of stuff I think that's probably what we're gonna get yeah it makes sense I'm just excited for that and axe. thought right uh, so here's here's what Carl, Carl Urban said I just started shooting Ragnarok on the Gold Coast with Crimson's Hemsworth uh, I read a fun action packed script and love my character Scourge. I get to work a lot with Kate Blanchett. And that's why I'm, I have that theory. Uh, she and I were in Lord of the Rings together, but we never actually shared any screen time. I'm looking forward to that. Should be a fun experience. Then, talking to comicbook.com, he said, uh, the coolest thing about Scourge, question mark, I think is probably his journey through the film. There's a change and there's, uh, he he finishes the film in a different place than he starts at. And uh, as an actor, that's always something to look for. So, an arc for a an villain? An arc for a, but, but if you're familiar with Scourge at all, you know he's a bad guy. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. He's a villain with an arc. He's a great. villain. But, and and this could be a spoiler if you haven't read the comics and if you're like not looking for anything, but like in the comics, during the Thor Ragnarok storyline that Walt Simonson did, which is, it's a classic. Go read it. It's yeah. in, it is incredible. Beautiful it's arc so too. good. It's, it's, it's such a good arc. It brings in all of the Thor mythos, but then it also brings in like all of the Avengers from like the like mid to late eighties. Mm-hmm. Like Beta Ray Bill shows up. Like it's got everybody, and they're all fighting against Malekith and his dark elves and the casket of ancient winters. That's where I thought they were going with Dark World. Was that arc? That's where I was. I really thought that's what it was going to be. I was hoping they were going to do that and then set up Ragnarok. Right. But instead, we were getting three very different films, like three yeah. that feel yeah. very separate from each other. Yeah. That's uh, why Cap works so well; is it was one beautiful arc. Yeah, yeah, and that's you know, Thor. Thor has been kind of disappointing in that way, and that they could have done that. Mm-hmm. But it's they've been fun films. We're not complaining. Uh, but they could have done 
notched it up just like the extra level if they'd been able to do that. They were learning. They were babies. But in the Walt Simonson run, uh, Scourge, despite the fact that he's fought against Asgard, Mm -hmm. much like Loki realizes, well, I fought against Asgard because I love it so much and I want to have my part. I want to have more of it. And now this giant freaking fire demon, fire god, Surtur from Muspelheim Mm -hmm. is at the bridge. He's at the gates. And he's got the Twilight Sword. And if he gets in there, he could destroy Asgard and own reality, more or less. Sounds like it's quote. Sounds like and he might change so, his like, mind. Executioner, Scourge the Executioner is like, no. And he's, instead of helping the villain, he stands his ground. And that's where, like, it's called Scourge's Last Stand because that's where he dies. Uh, he dies fighting for Asgard. Them. So when he says, I've got an arc in this film, my thought is, oh, he starts off working with Hela. Right. But then he sees the just the full repercussions of everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, no. So might have to Sean Bean. Might have, no. might have got a kill yeah. color. I, 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 my, I'm guessing he dies in the film making a last stand, mm-hmm. turning his back on like the person that he loves to, to help defend Asgard. Cool. I'm excited. So, Once again, this movie's shaping up. Uh, I can't wait for this movie. All right, let's move on to another movie that... Uh, Maybe I'm excited for it. Maybe I'm not. A Doctor Strange. Oh, that movie. Heard about this. You know. this movie. Uh, yeah, you've heard about this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Heard about this? You know about this? Uh, By the hoary host of Hogoth. It's so weird that he says Hogoth, because I've always said Hogoth. And every time I hear it, I'm like, but that's not right. The only but, key story, and I, I mean, the only Doctor Strange story, and I know is Matt Key. So I assume everyone But I don't know is, if I'm pronouncing it right. It's just the way wrong. I've always pronounced it. But after Doctor Strange, you'll have all these right. No, that cool? I know, I know. And I'm excited about that, but I, I also don't want to be wrong. Ooh, that's tricky. Your because pride like, versus your love of Benedicta Strange. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not that it's a love of Benedicta Strange, but this is like the definitive... It's true. Definition of those words. Like, right. this is how, like, you... This is Marvel saying... This is how you say this word. I've always said Dormammu. Kevin Smith says Dor- Dormammu. Interesting. I've always said Dormammu as well. So now I'm interested in like how mm, how do they say it? How do they say it in the movie? Because they because that by the hoary host of uh, Ho- Hogoth. How did they, hey Doom play that for me again? How does he by say the hoary host of Hogoth? Hogoth. Yeah, like, it doesn't sound right to me. It doesn't sound right to me, but. If that's how he says it in the film, that's how it is. And go. I'm, I'm just going to have to change it. Yeah. Even though I think it's wrong. Definitive coming. Anyway. Teach Mac- me. <laughs> what, what was that? Teach me. <laughs> teach me. Indeed. Oh, falling on my knees. Teach me. Matt Mickelson talks about the humor in Doctor Strange uh, this week. He says, um, let's see. Uh, so they asked him about his humor. And, like, is he funny? And he says, you can't bring it yourself. If it's in the script, you have to sort of lean into the script that's already there. There is some, talking about humor, my character is not necessarily carrying too much of it, but Doctor Strange is, there's a certain darkness in the Doctor and a sense of humor in there, absolutely. So, that's interesting to me, because, like, traditionally, like, not until, like, the last, like, not until Bendis got his hands on Doctor Strange did he have any semblance of a sense of humor. And even when Bendis was writing him, uh, like in the New Avengers and stuff like that, he really didn't have much of it. Like, he would make more jokes because it was Bendis. Right. But even then, he wasn't a humorous Whipping. character. It was very it was punchy. They, they, the jokes were different. They were darker. Yeah, and now, like, with Jason Aaron writing Doctor Strange mm-hmm. on an incredible run. Like, one of my favorite Doctor Strange stories is this yeah. Jason Aaron one. Uh, and he's he's got more humor in it oh, now. Oh, because he's, he's leading the book. He's, it's only him. I feel like yeah. if you want a modern audience to read a comic, you need to have some humor. Yeah. I just feel like they've, it's a sign of the times. They, they've Tony Starked him a little bit. Yeah. Um, not, but he's not quite, 
not quite Tony Stark, but he's but been enjoyed, Stark Starked a little slight bit. Slight tangent. Sure. What I enjoyed is that in International Iron Man versus the uh, the Invincible Iron Man, how the humor is different and it's the same writer. Mm-hmm. I've really enjoyed mm-hmm. how the Iron Man humor you can see the evolution Bendis. of. I mean, he's Brit. We, we, we can only sing his praises so often. Yeah. But, whoa. Bendis, uh, yeah. But Jason Aaron's Doctor Strange has another humor that I didn't expect from him, but it feels appropriate. Yeah. So yeah. if no, that's I, the way they yeah. go. So, and uh, Cumberbatch actually later on uh, in a different interview talked about, oh, uh, I can't remember who he, who he was talking with, uh, but he said they were, he was asked to define the difference between Sherlock mm-hmm. and uh, Doctor Strange. And he says, the two men are intelligent and that's it. Finito. That's the only similarities. That's it. Stephen Strange is a lover. He's a materialist. He's arrogant, but he's got a great sense of humor. There are smatterings of the same colors that Sherlock has, but he's not on the spectrum. That's fair. And I, I'm like, yeah, that's, a, that's a good, good definition of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's weird to see Lover. I've never seen Doctor Strange as that, except with like in the 70s comics with Clea. But they got Rachel McAdams, so there's definitely going to be that. But they've got Rachel McAdams, and like he certainly has a bit of a like sort of love story with Night Nurse mm-hmm. and the Oath with Brian K. Vaughn. I've never described him as a lover, <laughs> but uh, you know what? Benedict, I trust you. I mean, I, I trust you, Cumber, Cumberbatch. You can be a lover of many things. True. Women. Lover of the Mystic Guards, perhaps? Perhaps. Teach me. Casting spells. Uh, but I do love that they say he's a material, he's arrogant, and he's got a great sense of humor. So, like, I, I'm excited, and I think that Doctor Strange needs the humor. Yeah, I mean, Because this is going to be a tense, like, horror trope filled... Without the levity that doesn't work. ...film. So, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy... Oh, wait. There was also, uh, before we move on, a new Doctor Strange poster and some yeah. new Doctor Strange concept art I want to see real quick. Oh, mm. that's so there, cool. we we had at least four or five people on our Marvel like Marvelites uh, tweet that at me, and I appreciate it. Johnny Cross is the one that's coming to mind, but I know more than a few of you uh, did that uh, for me, and I, I I I see every single one of them. Thank you for tweeting them at me. So cool. I, but like, I just love that the Eye of Agamotto is glowing. Oh, it's glowing, and I that that is it is it is also scaring me that that's going to be an Infinity Stone. And that uh, Doctor Strange is not going to have his eye of Agamotto when Infinity War hits. I don't think they can do that. They can they can do whatever they want. Well, yeah, but I don't think... I hope st- that they don't. Right, right. I don't want to see him lose his eye of Agamotto, but it may not have... They, they may decide to make it less of a, of a thing for him, for, right. for their cinematic Doctor Strange. And that's okay. I, I, it's not my preference, but right. I'll still get behind it. Um, so, but we've got that. And then we've also got some really great concept art um, where it looks like... I don't know what it looks like. He is. It looks almost Jedi like, and that he's like controlling like this weird ball sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, did I forget to? Did I forget to send it in to him? I may have forgotten. I didn't think that I did, but I've had a lot of things you going think on. That you didn't Keith. think you forgot. I'm not sure if one can think they forgot. Is Coy, it possible for Coy, one to just stop? It, just, it, <laughs> just stop. Just stop. Audience, can one think they forgot? You're so long. No. Just so long. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, but like you can find it online, uh, and I, I know I've got it on our Geek Girl Authority page. By the way, for those of you who are uh, listening to our show, uh, I've got Geek Girl Authority uh, uh, up our Marvel Movie News page there. Uh, you can go find it there if you want to see the images or any links to the stories that we've talked about to get full quotes. There we go. Almost there. Uh, so we're going to see this new concept art, but here's here's what it looks like to me. It looks like Doctor Strange is Jedi training. You know, like in the very the, in the yeah. first film where like Luke has the blinder on and he's like zip 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 zip, right. and like the little drone is like shooting at him. It looks like Doctor Strange is training in magic with like an orb, and like this is like he's got to like figure out how to like use magic to float it around his hands and stuff. That's, That's what it looks so like to me. Cool. 
That image is amazing. So, and like, if they, let me just say, if they in the film have like spells surrounding his wrists, I, I, I will. Die. I see that just I hanging in your house. That painting just in in like you know. Above I, the if I could get a life size, that's what I'm saying. Like image just, of that like hanging above my fireplace mm-hmm. that I don't have because I live we in Los Angeles and we don't yeah, have fireplaces here. I mean, Matt, I'd say, have you seen uh, like the San Diego Comic Con exclusive Funko? Uh, oh yeah! Oh, I've got to get it. And it looks like that's what they're doing because they have the little. Oh really? Spell I, haven't, I haven't seen that. Him. Oh my god! I, I didn't. I didn't recognize that though. Yeah, I, I think I think they probably will because like, how do you show magic? Right, right. Oh no, you're right. I have. Se- oh yeah. Oh. Throw oh. it on the screen. Unbelievable. This is unfortunately. Oop, that's a really bad picture. That's all right. Um, you get the. But it's unfortunately a, ver- uh, a San Diego Comic Con exclusive, so you have to be there to get it or spend a lot of money online. Yeah, I will. I will. I think I'll be there on preview night. I think I'll be there on Wednesday night. Maybe I can buy it. Buy it then because like, I have to have it. Like I have to, right? I mean, I can't see a house without that. That's... I mean, I, I think, I think, I think it's legitimately a sin if I don't get it. It's true. Like, it's I true. think I'm like going against the will of the Lord. I just moved. You know what I think I'm buying? Uh, you know the image of Deadpool laying on the carpet. That first thing. He yeah. Bought? I found a giant canvas that's like no. it's like ten feet wide. No, you did A didn't. giant. I might like. Yeah. That's it's, awesome. It's a beautiful thing. That's awesome. I might have to make that mine. All right. So, well, Marvelites, uh, if you're on Twitter, go tweet at Funko that. Uh, the real Doctor Strange, aka the <laughs> needs this Funko. I think it's fair. Thank, thank you, Doom, and thank you, Marvel, Mary Marvelites, who do that. Cut I to a picture it. of like the, the Charlie Cox moment, but it's it's you just with like hundreds. Of just like, like <laughs> what do I do with all of these? Uh, build a throne. Uh, all right, let's move on to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. This is actually really cool concept art. Did you see oh, this? Yeah, I saw it. I loved it. Uh, so in this concept art, we see our first. Uh, our first real true look at Baby Groot, mm-hmm. which is exciting. Uh, we see that uh, Yondu and Nebula, we, we've heard rumors that they're definitely on the team, but now we've got concept art that seems to confirm that. Uh, and James Gunn actually said in a Facebook Live thing uh, that he did that uh, Yondu is definitely on the team, and Nebula, we'll just have to kind of wait and see. She's got a lot of stuff going on. Feels like she's probably fighting alongside the team, but never truly a guardian. That makes sense per se. Uh, but here is what is very exciting about this image. We get our first look at Mantis. She's right behind Star-Lord and Nebula. And she it's an actress named uh, Pom Clementiev who was in um, Old Boy, mm-hmm. like the remake. Uh, that's all I know her from. And she, she, I mean, she looks great. She looks exactly like Mantis. Yeah. Like she's not, she's not as green, which I'm okay with because we've already got we've Gamora. Got green, yeah. Uh, so she, I, I actually don't even know how to describe the color. It's but a look at bit the outfit. The outfit is straight from that crazy '70s comic. Like that, it's, she's got the. She's got it. Like and like, she's got the antenna. Yeah. As, as silly as those are, I she's expected got the antenna. Like, I did not expect the crazy dress. I don't know why, but I'm very excited about it. Well, let me let me say. Uh, so I believe it was James. No, it was uh, one of the producers, and a, a producer said this. Uh, can't, I didn't write his name down, but he said. Of Mantis, she has never really experienced social interaction. Mm-hmm. Everything she learns about dealing with people, she learns from the Guardians of the Galaxy, which is a very weird group to learn your social intricacies from. And that was to Entertainment Weekly. Uh, so, yeah. I, I I just love Michael Rooker, like, Mary Poppinsing in the background. Like, yeah. Just yeah. Like, like, just, like, sort of, like, flying in. I love that so much. Uh, oh, there's and, so much good here. Yeah. And then we've got, uh, we've got like, that, like I said, like, the look at baby Groot. And we, and again, we knew that Groot was going to be 
baby Groot. Like, right. we knew that. Right. But, like, just seeing him, like, on Drax's shoulder, like, surfing, just, like, you striking that pose. It's so much great toys. Like, I, I, I'm not mad at the marketing they can do with this. Like, the amount of toys they can sell and the cuteness of it doesn't yeah. feel like pandering because of the ma- how cute he is. So, I'm really, I'm really excited yeah. about it. And Star-Lord's new chess piece looks exciting. Um, I, yeah, there's a lot in yeah, this there's image. Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot in this image to unpack that's really fun. So... Uh, all right, let's let us move on very quickly. Uh, Luke Cage. There's a, a we've got our first poster for Luke Cage uh, so cool. with art by Joe Casada. Yep, yeah. Uh, very exciting. Past editor in chief of Marvel. Yep, yeah. And yep. Uh, Pizza Boy in Kevin Smith films. Oh, is he? Yeah. Then Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. There's a Casada pizza, and he delivers the pizza. Oh my god, I, I, I don't dude, know that I'm, I knew that. I'm That's a awesome. Deep Kevin Smith wow, fan. Apparently, fun yeah. fact. Apparently so. Casada so. pizza. Uh, so yeah, we've got this uh, amazing image of Luke Cage. Uh, they're doing a, their panel, I think, on Friday night. People get to see some Luke Cage, yeah. most likely. It's most likely, yeah. Hopefully they're... so. Um, I think Luke Cage might be Thursday, and Shield is, it, is Friday. Oh, is it Thursday night? I yeah, it might like be Thursday night. Yeah. Thursday. Thursday is so packed this year. Yeah, yeah, it really is. We're gonna uh, have a big show on Tuesday. Uh, I, uh, yeah, yeah, we, we're gonna have a massive show on Tuesday. I would imagine DC is gonna have a big show next week too. Yeah. Like, like there's 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 possible like there's a lot of big rumors about the CW shows. Yeah. That if those are true, two hour show for DC. Yeah. Like if they're true, that's insane. Yeah. It's insane. Like, I'm excited for them. Yeah. Yeah. I, also, I won't, I won't report Squad. on it. Oh my god, Suicide Squad! I can't like this. The new trailer that they just dropped this week with Amanda Waller, all that stuff. I'm on Suicide Squad. I'm done. So I'm excited. done. I can't so, wait. So, I so cannot excited. wait for that film. Yeah. Confirmed. Luke Cage is uh, Thursday night. Thursday. It's like five forty-five. Uh, three. Uh, this is, this is the signing is at signing three. At three. And then the panel is five forty-five. Yeah. 545 to six. I, I know that because I have to uh, be in a rehearsal for the thing that I'm doing Friday night. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about until next week. I actually don't know. I don't even know what you're talking about. Tell me after. Yeah, but I'm also like, I'm helping out with the Fat Man on Batman show on oh, Thursday awesome. night too, so. To be on top about Luke Cage, I am very excited they went with traditional comic book yellow and just went for it. Like, oh, dove in. They just yeah. like. Here it is. The Luke image Cage. of uh, Daredevil, that first, the John Amita Jr. inspired, like, uh, the ninja suit for season mm-hmm. one, that comic image, which I think is on their uh, steelbook that's coming out, uh, is one of my favorite comic images of all time. This mirroring that and Netflix just diving into their comic roots makes me so happy. So happy, dude. I'm so happy. Um, let's 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 move on. We're running out of time a little bit. Deadpool. I got this in here just ah. for you. Limited edition DVD signed by Ryan Reynolds at San Diego Comic Con. I, I saw have, that picture. Oh, I man. have no idea where, how to get it, where to get it. But I, I don't do. know. If I figure it out, okay, I will do my best to get a copy because I will you. unfortunately not be at Comic Con. I know. I know. Very I, know. I, I will. I will try to help you out, sweet boy. Uh, uh, but. Deadpool uh, touched all those. I know, I know. And he tweeted out, finally doing something constructive with my right hand, get a limited signed uh, Deadpool Blu-ray only at San Diego Comic-Con. That's and so it's, many. Deadpool is the, it's the emoji one. It's the skull, the poo, and the L. Deadpool. That's Deadpool. so many. Like, look how many Blu-rays yeah. that is. Yeah, and he's he signed every single one of them. And that's, I don't know. I, I wish that I knew how to get them. And I'm sorry that I don't. We'll find out. We'll find uh, out. I, I actually, I looked into it. I researched it. I gave it like 20, 30 minutes of like, They'll announce it. Falling like, down all the rabbit holes. There. Yeah. Couldn't find it. By uh, the way, those of you looking at this on a small screen, uh, he is wearing pants, even though it looks completely <laughs> he, it like do, he's It does. Not. You're right. It does look like he is not. He might have just been doing something else with his right hand. Yeah. Well, he said he's finally doing something constructive. Uh, so, I'm so excited. Uh, yeah, I'm so excited. So, Tweet at Ryan Reynolds and Del- get Coy Jandro. <laughs> uh, so last news, and this is this was not really news to me until... 
one particular aspect of this story uh, uh, I read. Uh, so uh, details on the Blu-ray DVD release of X-Men Apocalypse broke this week. Um, it comes out digital HD September 9th, DVD, Blu-ray, and everything else October 4th, I think. Uh, it'll have deleted scenes, gag reel, rap party video, audio commentary from uh, Brian Singer and Simon Kinberg, behind-the-scenes documentary and a photo gallery, standard stuff that we get. But here is why I am including this in the news. Because a DVD release, not that, yeah. not giant news. Uh, if you pre-order it on Amazon... I haven't looked into the details yet, but if you pre-order it, you get a vinyl Dazzler album. That's awesome. That by itself is what like... What music? I want one. No, I don't know if there is music. I don't think that there is. I think it's just a piece of oh, art gotcha. that's a Dazzler album. That's amazing. I've got the album in the run. Uh, can we throw that up there, uh, uh, Miss, Mr. Doom? Dr. Doom? Sorry, you're a doctor. Look, look at that. So look at that. perfect. I want that album. Yeah, that's that amazing. That is so perfect. Is this confirmed? Can Key confirm this? Well, I, I can't confirm anything. I just I, rem- I read it on comicbook.com that if you pre-order, you receive a Dazzler vinyl album cover. That I mean, it's amazing. And I want I want it. Yeah. I have to have that. So I now have to pre-order. I very rarely do pre-orders. I'm right. like, like, usually I like when I get oh, them. I'll get it whenever. Yeah. I may have to pre-order so it just it. to get the Dazzler vinyl album cover. That's how they get you. Tell it, it, dude. <laughs> if, it worked. It's if this it. is true, like whatever, however you have to get it, it totally worked. Yeah, it totally worked on me. Uh, and, and and by the way, good on you, Fox. That's brilliant. Smart viral marketing. That is absolutely brilliant. If only because Taylor like, Swift had been if, if you, dude, I know, right? And if you're a true like X Men fan, like you're gonna be like, oh well, I've got to have that. Right, and that's working. And like you, you didn't know you wanted it until you were like, wait, <laughs> I could have a Dazzler album. Why has this never Check existed before? Mate. I want it. Yeah. I have to have that. So Amazon uh, says nothing now. I was trying to pre-order it while we were taping. <laughs> Doom must have this. Doom well. must have Doom Dazzler. Doom needs this record. <laughs> Doom demands Dazzler. Uh, so let's. Uh, that's that's the end of our news. Let's move on to Marvelite. So you have your uh, your iTunes. Give me boops. Do let me get those folks up here. So we have. Uh, I haven't been able to do this yet in July. So I'm going to breeze through the Julys real quick. I want to thank Martin 1984 102. Uh, by the holy something of whatever, this is a good show. Oh, thank that. you. Right, right. I see what he did there. Yeah, That's did. great. And then, Koi, I challenge you from Kings and Shadows, uh, wants to know, with all this scroll in the MCU talk, who would you want to be in the band in the MCU who turns out to be a scroll? We had John the Scroll from the Beatles. I'm thinking Coldplay would make a great modern version of that storyline. So a band that would turn out to be scrolls. Huh. That's interesting. Uh, you know, it's not a band I appreciate necessarily, but it would explain a lot of his antics. I think Justin Bieber as a scroll would be funny because he doesn't know how to act like a human on the planet. That would be really funny. That'd be funny. It'd be topical. And he loves playing himself in movies. Uh, I also think, uh, let's see, as a scroll, Katy Perry. I think Katy Perry as a scroll would be really funny for some reason. I don't know why she just popped into my head. I I think, I think Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift? And here's why. Because she was a rock, like not rock. She did a country. She was Mm -hmm. a country star. And then with her 1989 album, she's like, no, you know what? I'm going to do pop. Right. That's when she was kidnapped. Uh, she was country. And then the scroll was like, I don't like country. I'm going to be a pop star. Kanye, when he was a producer. Oh, my God. And he Kanye does a, is right? a scroll. Would a be... scroll. And you can just picture that chin coming out. Too. Oh, my God. Kanye is a scroll. Kanye is a scroll. Hashtag. Koi confirms Kanye is a scroll. 
Kanye scroll. Hashtag. Uh, I have an update on the Dazzler. Oh, album, oh, you've been looking. You've been, you've been looking into this. There's some details. <laughs> um, it is only if you pre-order the Blu-ray or DVD at San Diego Comic Con. Oh. Um, and all the according to Nerdist, you will receive a limited edition Dazzler vinyl cover. Yeah. That was briefly glimpsed. Does not say record. No, I, just... I didn't say record. I, okay. It's just the cover. Like, there's no record inside of it. I'm sure. And if it is a record, it's a dummy record. So. But it's the album cover, like, a is... Single. Yeah, a single. Yeah, like a, so a Dazzler cool. single would be pretty cool. All right, well... Uh, and then my last two... I will have to go pre-order it at Comic-Con now. Uh, we also have Ruddy Adams 83 uh, Says Matt and Corey are the best. I love the show. Thanks for the shout-out. Thank you, Ruddy Album. Appreciate it. Ruddy, uh, what was this? I said album. Ruddy I'm so Adam. Ch- Ruddy Adam. Thank you, uh, Ruddy Adam. Whovian Cleaner in the TARDIS left us four stars. Thank you, Thank Whovian. you, Whovian. Uh, Marvel Movie New- Air Killmaster 13. Thank you for the five stars. And you can't go to the gym without listening. As a fellow comic bro, I appreciate that. Comic, comic dude Co- bro. Comic bro- dude bros, man. They're, they're a rare breed, but they're out there. Just trying to look like a superhero, man. I get it. <laughs> and then uh, Ian Tolland has a question. If we were to get Ghost Rider on Netflix, uh, would you guys and girls like to see Johnny Blaze or another version of Ghost Rider? I think I would. Who was the one after Johnny Blaze? It was Ketch. Ketch. Yeah. Like what was this? I can't remember. Danny Ketch. Danny Ketch. Yeah. I would want to see Danny Ketch, Ghost Rider, and Johnny Blaze with his Hellfire shotgun. But here's why: uh, narratively, that gives you a great story, right? Because now you have a Passing mentor. Torch. Yeah. You have a mentor. So we we never see Johnny Blaze as Ghost Rider. Maybe we'll see it in a flashback after we've met Danny Ketch as right. Ghost Rider. But if we were to do a Netflix series where we could actually dive into the backgrounds and and and, and have have time to play with it, I think it would be cool to see Danny Ketch learning how to be Ghost Rider from Johnny Blaze, who has a, sh- a Hellfire shotgun. I'd watch that show. And like now you've got like a duo, and then like you try to find a way to squeeze Blade in there and everything right, else right. and get the Midnight Suns going. As directed so. by the guys who do Strange Things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And shout out request: uh, your brother Austin is having an 18th birthday soon. Ian Tallon, happy birthday to your brother Austin. Happy listening. birthday. That's Happy fantastic. Birthday. Oh, and uh, I do believe I owe a sexy shout out from last week. Oh? Because I remembered Gamer Girl. Oh. It was your birthday last week, and we really appreciate you on the show. Happy birthday, Gamer Girl. <laughs> I don't know. That's the worst thing. Good work. Good work. <laughs> I got a little sidetracked because I heard that porn music that might have been from an SNS game. Like, it sounded like a 16 bit like porn music. Dude, uh, I am not a musician, <laughs> by the way. I can I, I I can barely sing songs that I know. Can I get uh Can I get a Doom? The soundboard froze. Can, oh, <laughs> it was too sexy. It was I too, broke it. Was it. Too sexy it was for too, the soundboard. It was too darkly sexy. Uh, I was just gonna say that you can play with other games with me. You like gamer girl? Happy birthday. <laughs> Oh, uh, Brian Trotter at 40-some geek says the band Slipknot are scrolls. <laughs> they, don't, they just wear masks over their chins. They just wear masks <laughs> yeah. because they're just, they don't even bother. Oh, my God. Uh, insane clown posse is scrolls. <laughs> That's just real. Uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, all right. Well, uh, let me go to, the, to my Marvelites. Uh, yes, please. So, County Rebel at the Duke 95 tweeted uh, to me. Saying, hey, I'm getting married this Friday to a great comic-loving girl. Can we get a shout-out for Will and Michelle? Yeah, Will and Michelle. Yes, you can. Will and Michelle, happy marriage. As someone who is going through uh, 
uh, trying to figure out how to create a, a wedding, how to make a wedding happen. We're getting married in November to uh, me and me, Brittany and me, not you and me. No, I mean, no. Man, I don't know. I mean, we could. November might be but, crazy. Yeah, be Doom ships it. <laughs> <laughs> Kikoi. Koiki. 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 Sounds, I mean, like, sounds like a person like a saying Koiki. Like, I think that might be a Pokemon. Yeah, it'd be a Pokemon. It'd be yeah. a Pokemon for sure. You can catch us in next update yeah. and go. Yeah. Koiki. Koiki. Oh, I can one. Oh, I wonder what the evolution straight, is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, County Rebel, Will and Michelle, huge congratulations. Uh, my heart goes out to you on Friday. Uh, and congratulations on comic, a comic girl finding a comic boy who can... It's amazing. They can all... Find a Mary Jane. That's That's, and she found her Peter Parker. That's a beautiful thing. That's great. That's great. Congratulations, you guys. I'm excited for you, uh, and thank you for letting us know about it. Send us send us a picture of uh, of your wedding so we can show it off next week. Uh, let's see here. We've got uh, oh, uh, Iran Kihano. I'm at Nark eighty nine. I apologize. I probably butchered your name. Please uh, feel free to uh, tell me how I should have pronounced it. Uh, who would your Marvel wingman be? Ooh. Marvel Wingman. I you know, I it's a weird one, but I think Ben Riley, because he has all of the the uh witticisms and smarts of Peter Parker, but he's got that beautiful bleach blonde do and he's a little edgier. I'm gonna go Ben Riley. I think he'd be good at picking up picking up girls in the bar. Hmm. Wingman. I mean Luke Cage? Yeah, yeah. Like he would be a pretty solid wingman, but the only fear there would be like he'd get the girl. He would always. That's what I'm saying. You gotta have you gotta have someone that's uh. really charming, but also you feel like you're on par or slightly better than. But hmm. see, if you went with the Netflix Luke Cage, he's the bartender. Ooh, oh. that's a good wingman. Yeah. And also, Luke Cage was married. He'd probably he'd be a great wingman because you know he. There's no way somebody's gonna take Jessica Jones' spot. That's true. I mean, that's a loyal man. Yeah. Well, he's a loyal man, and she. I mean, it's Jessica she won't Jones. let you. Yeah, she won't let you. She'll be like, you talk to what girl, and right. then. That I mean, I, Charlie Charlie Cox, uh, Daredevil would be a great wingman because he's very charming in, in oh, every every single oh, movie, right? Oh, you're right. right. Oh, and you're he's, right. Daredevil he's really would be a smart. great wingman. He knows how to talk, and you're also like you know friends with a lawyer. I don't know. Foggy would argue with that statement. <laughs> well, when he showed up, when he showed up, when he showed up, he'd be great. I want. Is there like a really good female character that'd be a great wingman? Like, like my first thought was Emma Frost. Then I was like, no, 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 no. no, 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 no. She she would actually be very manipulative and potentially terrible wingman. Yeah, I don't. Um, Jean Grey, nah. like the new, I like the young Jean Grey. So that's, corrupt. That's in all new right now. Oh, I don't. I I don't think she could. Assuming I don't think she would do up, it. I I, I think she age. would be so uncomfortable with the whole thing. Hmm. Like you need a girl who's like Jessica Jones could actually be a pretty cool wingman. She might intimidate the girl. She might intimidate her into going out with you. <laughs> I better uh, go out with Coy. That Jessica Jones girl is gonna beat me. This is a good question. Yeah, this is a great question. Uh, well, well, well done at Narc eighty nine. Uh, well, let's move on. I mean, Squirrel Girl would obviously be a, a fun girl. She'd be fun, man. but I, I think I'd rather date Squirrel Girl than have her be my my wing girl. Yeah, I, yeah, I, think, I, I think Squirrel Girl would be a lot. Of, I mean, I'm b- basically you marrying dating, Squirrel yeah, Girl. That's true. Like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's just so that's kind of unfair for me. Like permanent in, in wing some woman. Way. Yeah, <laughs> she's not a wing woman. Like <laughs> she's my wife. She's your Squirrel Girl. Not a wing woman. She's my wife. It sounds like a nineteen forties <laughs> comic. Does uh, Doctor Strange have any spells that uh, up your game? Of course he does. Of course, like yeah, yeah potion number nine—that's canon, right? Yeah, I just don't know that I want to want Doctor well, yeah, Strange to be to... my wingman. I, I, I would, I would rather him just be like my best friend and me go over to his house and watch Netflix. <laughs> oh, there's your soundbite. I just want him to be my best friend. Betsy's got it, Peggy. Peggy. Oh. If you can help, if you can help yourself from falling in love with her, 
She that would be, would be hard. Woman. My God, Peggy Carter. Yeah, that'd yeah, be, that would be, be tough. That'd be hard but, not to fall in love with Peggy Carter. But I mean, she's with Captain America. There's no, there's no contest. You're not, you're not going to be a better man than Captain America. I mean, he's just the best man. He's the best man. What about Scott Lang? Mm, I don't know. I feel like he, he he could actually be a pretty good wingman. Yeah, Paul Rudd's the most charming, and he's pretty funny. But like, he's not. So charming and so funny that, like, every single... How do we not think of the wingman of the Marvel Universe? Falcon. Oh, my God. Falcon. Yes. Falcon is my definitive answer. I say Falcon is my wingman. Yes. All day. Because that man, yes. he knows, he's funny, he's smart, he's, he's in the military, he can control himself, he knows when to leave, he what, knows when to come back. What about Happy Hogan? Falcon. Tony, Tony, John, John no, Favreau. Yeah, John Favreau. He could be pretty good. He could be good. I stand by my thigh. I'm going to definitively no, no, Falcon. say Falcon. Falcon. Boom. Falcon. That's a good Ooh. one. That's a good one. It's mine. Solid work. Solid work. Uh, all right. Uh, let's see. We've got Johnny T at Johnny J T Thomas. Uh, hey, guys. Any recommendations for a good Spider-Man and Carnage or Venom story to get? Cheers. Maximum Carnage is my favorite. Maximum Carnage. Um, I would definitely do that. That's from like the mid-90s, mm-hmm. and it ran through Web of Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man, Spectacular Everyone. Spider-Man, you your get the friendly trade. neighborhood Spider-Man. Get the trade of it, because it's going to be hard to collect all the individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, also, the first Carnage arc is really good. Uh, Amazing 362, I want to say. That sounds right. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 362. Uh, it's a three-issue arc. Yeah, and then it leads into 365 as the anniversary issue with the hologram cover. So 362, 363, 364 uh, is a really fun arc, and it's Mark Bagley art. It's great, and it's also, you see where Carnage come from. Venom's there. I'd pick that up as well. Yeah, but I, I would definitely recommend Maximum Carnage oh, yeah, from like the, the mid nineties. It's it's one it, a it's one of the biggest Spider Man stories ever. Yeah, every like so many people like every single issue sees either a new villain or a new hero added to the fight, and everyone's in it. Like Captain America shows like Captain up. America, yeah. It's it is fantastic. Uh, it's the first time I ever saw a person die in a comic book. Was no in, in Maximum Carnage. Hmm. There's a scene where he like breaks into a dance club and like throws one of his like symbiote spikes through like you know, a dance like a club goer maximum carnage as a kid and my parents took it away from me because it was too violent and i got it back years later so that that and there was another carnage book where he's sitting on like this pile of skulls i don't mm-hmm. remember what it was called i don't remember that one yeah and it literally it's carnage sitting on a pile of skulls and then they took those away from me and for like five years they were like these mythical things i had once that i had to get back once i was old enough to read them oh that's so, so they were awesome. like the hard r-rated comics of book when i was a kid and then i read them as an adult and i was like well, I guess I mean, these are violent, but they weren't yeah, like they in were... my head. I made them way worse than yeah. they could ever be. Like, but like actually drawn in human right. blood. Yeah. So, I mean, good parents. Thank you for protecting me. Very true, I made very them true. way worse. Uh, so we've got uh, Rupert Connell at Swoopert, uh, who is in Edinburgh, Scotland. Uh, that's the worst accent. I'll never even try it. I'm so sorry. I just insulted like everyone in the entire world with that. Uh, he says, just read my first comic, uh, Doctor Strange, The Oath, because of Matt Key from Marvel Movie News, told me to, but kept hearing his voice, not Cumberbatches. Thank you. Amazing. Thank, like, Amazing. You know what? I can go home a champion today. There's no greater compliment. Simply because, Rupert Connell, you have made my day. That's that's fantastic. There's a few that's, fans from when we first started, when I first came on the show, and they had said that I was the voice of, like, Deadpool for them or Spider-Man for them. Yeah. And that truly, as a kid reading comics, you hear certain voices. There is no greater compliment than doing a podcast and suddenly becoming the voice of a hero. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. awesome. Th- th- thank you very much, Rupert Connell and uh, in Edinburgh, Scotland. That, that's fantastic. Also, we have John Edward Getz. I think I said that correctly. Uh, at John underscore Getz, G-O-E-T-Z, who says, bought my first 10 comics for $5, including five Man Without Fear issues at uh, PSU Arts Fest. I'm not sure what that is. Uh, but, uh, due to At The Matt Key and Koizandro and uh, Marvel News PTN. So, 
We, John, so cool. thank you. I, also, I, great I, bargain. Yeah, great bargain. And the man, if you're talking about the Man Without Fear, those are the ones by uh, Jeff Loeb, right? Mm, Frank Miller or Frank? Is it Frank Miller? Yeah, maybe. I think so. I think you might be right. Those are great. Yeah, that's the one with like the that's where you first get the the, the blindfold mm-hmm. mask and everything. Yeah, good work, John. That's great. Uh, Jeffrey Locke at Joffrey Locke. Nice, Joffrey. Oh, Joff. He spelled his name out, Joffrey. Uh, Very uh. clever. Uh, do you think you guys can talk more about the Marvel new uh, Marvel now coming this October with Death of X and what Marvel is doing? Um, I am not as familiar with that as I would like to be. Uh, I've seen the covers. I think what Marvel is doing is wacky another reboot it's another I'm reboot so tired I'm, of the new I'm, number ones, I'm very tired of the new number ones i think marvel is trying very 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 hard to create a much more diverse universe but still continue to give it like a bigger but i've been, I've been, I've been doing this else. show for a year and a half and i think this is the third time i've been upset about new number ones yeah in like a year and a half yeah. it's crazy that's just the way it's done now oh, man. Like that's, kills that's me. the new normal for comics it's, it's good for new start sometimes but not always and then it's just it betrays the collectors because i i always feel like i, I can't i mean, I, mean I, I, I do you categorize 10 number it. ones i get i got no, my I long totally, boxes they're totally pissed get it, volume like, eight like, you don't want to write volume eight in a long box. It doesn't even make sense. I, I actually wish that they put volume numbers on That would be better. Like, I'd have to invent them. If it's volume eight, issue one, versus volume seven, issue one, I can handle that. Right. Yeah. But it's not, but, like, just restarting But we are diehard so fans who have been collecting for years. Like, for the new collectors. But even then, the new number ones reference the last issue that wasn't a number zero. It references, Dude, like, know, number 17. So it's not even officially a number one. It's you just can a hide sales the volume, thing. You can hide the volume one inside the book, too. Like, if you put it on, like, that first, like, intro page where they give you the recap. Yes. Like, that would be okay to me. If they categorically wrote in the small bottom print on the front or the cover title of every comic where they have the actual, like, where it's from, which printing it is, all that stuff, and put a volume in there so I could organize my comics officially, I'd be okay with whatever mm-hmm. number system they wanted but instead i just have a bunch of number ones that just are like willy-nilly when i'm going back to collect stuff i never know what i hulk out with number ones man (laughs) well done dude why why more (laughs) well done well done that's some good timing dude some good timing uh the death of x here's what's interesting here's what i do know about the death of x it is apparently Telling the story of what happened to Cyclops in the eight months between the end of Secret War and the beginning of All New, All Different. Mm -hmm. So we're going to finally see what is it that Cyclops did? What is it that Scott Summers did that was so bad, that made so many people so upset, that led to so much division? What's interesting about that, though, is that we're already seeing... We've already seen the repercussions of that. I kind of like that it was like uh, we kind of had to fill it in ourselves. I, I, I don't disagree with that. What's interesting, though, is that I don't remember seeing any X-Men books in Marvel now. Oh, yeah. And, and, the, and everything that was leaked, I don't see Extraordinary X-Men. I don't see all new right. X-Men. So I'm like, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, and it's saying know. Death of X, but like that to me means that leading into October, like we're going to see the X-Men actually disappear in right. some way like the like are mutants all gonna die or are they and all gonna discover that they're coming inhumans back in like, spider-man what's going on i don't know the clone saga is apparently a thing in, in the wait is it it's co- yeah the there's saga? like a clone huh. subplot apparently huh. in in the new marvel stuff so i have no I idea know. what's happening uh joffrey Locke. i apologize that we can't answer that as well as we would like because we're confused because we're also a little a little confused it's almost but, like there's a whole new number one coming out of every calm time down, <laughs> calm down calm down it's good Shh, baby boy <laughs> Uh, 
Finally, we've got uh, Tony Sherrod uh, at Tormetheus. Good name. Tormetheus. I want that That's name. Awesome. I'm going to steal that name from you. Good. Uh, are you guys familiar enough with the Runaways to do a hashtag Koi cast? Now, admittedly, I am not a giant Runaways. Like, I don't have a lot of Runaway knowledge, but I want to fan cast this uh, with respect because I love Brian K. Vaughn. So I will come back next week having read some Runaways and I will think on it because I, I do not like to disrespect the hashtag Koi cast because I love that. Thank you. Yeah, hashtag Koi cast. This is a great hashtag. Strong. I'm going to keep Strong. that going. Yeah, I like, I like that. that. I'll, I like think, that I'll think of people worthy and I will touch on some Runaways. Uh, let me let me, let me me throw this at you. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be fan casting because I'm terrible at it. I can't, I can't fan cast to save my life. Uh, but I want to know your opinions on Nico Minoru. Okay, like she, I, I love her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and last week, uh, uh, Doom reported on the the, the Cassilius, right? Uh, or the Cacilius, as your uh, uh, co-host pointed out, that uh, it's possible that we'll see Tina Minoru because of the comic book they did the prelude comic last okay. week, uh, and Tina Minoru was in it. So I'll check it out. Anyway, we've got to wrap it up. Uh, this has been a uh, Disney feature length show. Yeah, I know it's uh, hour ten. Uh, all right, we got to get out of here. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, I'm Matt Key at the Matt Key. I'm you Coy can, John Rowe at Oops, sorry. I'm, no, you can find me down at Comic Con. T- uh, tweet at me, and if uh, if I can get away from whatever it is that I'm doing, I will find you. I've got some big stuff going on on Friday night. Hopefully, I can talk about it next week. Yeah. Uh, and Coy, what uh, what do you what do you you got anything going on? Uh, I'm Coy John Rowe at Coy John Rowe. I uh, I wasn't here last week, and I. I hate to brag, but I am now five and zero in movie fights. Well, movie fights and TV fights. Screen junkies. I'm five and zero, so I wanna, I wanna keep going. And thanks Good work. everyone Good work. that tweeted me and watches, and maybe maybe new viewers that are coming here from seeing me there. You guys are all amazing. I try to keep up on Twitter. It's been hard lately, but uh, I can't make it to Comic Con this week, so I'll be with all of you that are upset they can't make it. And uh, if you meet up with Matt, give the love that you give me to him. He will give it back <laughs> to me. He'll reciprocal Matt love. I will. Um, I will. I yeah. I think that's all I can talk about right now. Yeah, There's stuff brewing, and I'll talk to y'all soon. Yeah, thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next week for a, I'm guessing, like a giant, crazy Marvel show. Yeah. So, anyway, see you next week. Producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Christian Harloff, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. Views expressed herein are those of the hosts only, not necessarily reflect views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners and principals. All right, hey. All right, good job, guys. Uh, let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day. <laughs>